Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another injury recap episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host for the evening, solo. Uh, as always on Mondays, Matthew Betts talking injuries about the week that was in week 14 and what to expect moving forward. Uh, if you're new to the show, thanks so much for checking us out. Um, you know, throughout the season, I've been doing this, been getting a lot of feedback from you guys in regards to um, it being a helpful advantage over your league mates. So I will keep doing it through the remainder of the season. Um, and help you guys get ready to dominate playoffs again here moving forward. Okada is not with me on Mondays. He is back on Wednesday, and on Wednesday we do our normal weekly recording. We also record a Patreon-exclusive episode on Fridays. It drops on Saturday, so look for more content uh, on the site, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com. Follow Okada at Matt Okada. The count is redshirtsffpod, and I'm at the Fantasy PT. All right, everybody. What a Sunday it was yesterday, man. I Honestly, I can't remember a week that was that crazy with how many injuries there were. I mean, it literally felt like every five minutes I was getting a sleeper alert as to the injuries that were happening. Um, And there's a ton. So let's get right into it. We're going to start with the quarterbacks. Let's start with Jameis Winston. He's dealing with a, a small fracture in his thumb on his right hand. Now, he did come back in to finish the game after the x-rays were taken. So by all accounts, this means the fracture is non-displaced or not out of um, anatomic alignment with where it should be. It just means there's probably a small chip in the bone, which we refer to as an avulsion fracture. Uh, this is a situation where mostly it's a pain tolerance issue, assuming there's no ligament injury um, that is associated with this. Now, on an x-ray, you can't see ligament injuries. So that's why you know we can't speak to that yet. We have to see what happens here over the next few days. But it is worth noting, Winston is seeing a specialist to get a second opinion on his hand. So uh, unclear if he plays this week. However, if he does, you know, as you'll you'll hear me say, whenever a quarterback has a thumb injury, that generally means uh, poor performance with regards to ball security, grip strength, and uh, being able to throw uh, an accurate ball. Now, you can say what you want about Jameis Winston. I mean, the dude is over 44 turnovers this season, so certainly that is not going to help with ball security, with interceptions, etc. However, too early to tell if Winston plays. This week, if he does not, it will be Ryan Griffin under center for the Bucks. Next quarterback to talk about, we are going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Now, this is mostly going to be pretty quick and minor. So he is dealing with a hand injury. Again, it is his right hand injury. However, it is not his thumb. It is his pinky side that is the problem. So whenever you're talking about hand injuries with quarterbacks, you'll always hear me say, if it's the pinky side, I'm not quite as concerned. If it's the thumb, because of the grip strength, I am concerned. Now, from Mahomes, x-rays were negative. This is essentially going to be a situation where, you know, he's probably going to be uh, a little bit sore, a little bit swollen this week, but I don't think he misses time. This is going to be a situation where it's just a matter of, of pain, soreness. He should be fine, though, moving forward. No concerns for me. On to the running back position, and holy crap, there's a lot. Let's start with Darius Geis. He's dealing with a left knee MCL sprain. Now, this is good news for Geis because it could have been worse. You know, the the poor dude has had injuries left and right, and most notably, it's his ACL going back to 2018. Now, this is in the same knee that that happened to. And the reason I say he got lucky, despite being injured, is because of the fact that his foot was not planted on the ground 
the way he took that hit, if his foot was planted on the ground, he tears his ACL again here, um, and it's a disaster. So fortunately for Geis, his knee, uh, it was just the MCL. You know, there, there was no additional damage as confirmed via the MRI today. He does face about a two to four week recovery period. And at this stage of the season, you know, it's it's hard to justify keeping Geis on your roster. Obviously, it's it's week 15. Most leagues only go through week 16. And if that's the case, you can drop Geis uh, with confidence and not really worry too much about it. Obviously, Adrian Peterson is the biggest beneficiary here uh, for the Redskins backfield. The next player to talk about did not escape ACL. This is Rashad Penny. He is dealing with a torn left ACL, as confirmed via MRI today. Um, and, you know, with, with a torn ACL, it's very rare that they don't know on the sideline right away. It's easy to test the player. It's easy to get a, a feel for ligamentous stability in the knee. And so um, the MRI always confirms because you want to know, is there additional damage? You know, is the meniscus injured? Um, is there an additional ligament injury? Is there a cartilage injury, et cetera? And that's what the MRI is for. But it looks like for Rashad Penny, this is a relatively straightforward, clean ACL tear. He will undergo surgery later this week. And he's going to start rehab pretty much immediately. Now, the average return to play for NFL players getting back onto the field is about 53 weeks. And that's from a study from a few years ago. So uh, you're looking at a situation where, yeah, sure, he has a chance to be ready for week one. But I'm not going to put money on that. You know, if I was a betting man, I would say probably not. Because of the fact that there are so many things that can happen with a recovery from an ACL tear. And it's always better to have it happen sooner in the season rather than later. Obviously, we're in December. September for the start of season puts him at about nine months. August for training camp is about eight. And, you know, it's going to be a situation where he's limited in training camp. He's probably not going to be playing a ton in preseason. He's probably going to be limited to start the year. And we know performance after this type of injury and after surgery is a situation where more time is better. So I think for 2020, you're looking at a situation where he's more productive as a player later in the season and certainly uh, the, the season's moving forward. So Tough blow there for Penny. You know, he was really starting to come alive in the Seattle backfield, a guy I've always believed in out of college. So we will see how he does coming off of this surgery next year. Next running back to talk about is Blah Powell. He had a, a minor ankle injury this week. Now, if this was a, a, a week-long situation where they could be ready for Sunday, I think he has a chance to play. But the team does play on Thursday. The tough part about that is, obviously, it's a short week. The other thing is the practice reports that we're going to get aren't going to tell us a lot of information. You know, the the reports that these teams are required to submit on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday leading up to a Thursday kickoff are all estimates. They're all walkthroughs. So, you know, we're not really sure what Blau Powell is doing, what um, he's really progressing like. We'll see what they say as far as his availability. But regardless, you know, they play the Ravens. It's a tough matchup. He really only started because Le'Veon Bell uh, was ill. So, Assuming Bell's back, then obviously this doesn't really matter a ton for us for fantasy, but it is worth keeping on your radar. In the event that Le'Veon Bell is not feeling better and recovering from the flu, then obviously Blau Powell's injury situation is one to monitor uh, throughout the week. Next player to talk about here at the running back position, Derrick Henry. Now, you're not going to hear a lot of people talk about this uh, in the, the injury analysis type of situation for fantasy football. You're not going to hear it a lot on podcasts, but uh, I'm starting to get a little bit more worried about Derrick Henry, and I'll tell you guys why. There were several, you know, several situations on the sideline where Derrick Henry is on the sideline. There's an ice pack on the back of his left thigh. Obviously, your hamstring is located there. He exited early before halftime ahead of his teammates. And I don't mean he left the game. I mean he left the sideline before everyone else to go to the, the locker room with trainers. There's red flags all over the place with this guy. I mean, he came out today saying 
I believe the quote was, I ain't going to stop or, or something like that, where he was saying, um, or, this is what he said. He said, quote, ain't no quitting in me, end quote. Uh, he also went on to tell reporters he's battling soreness. He's been battling this for weeks. I mean, it, I feel like it's a ticking time bomb, honestly, at this point. But it's such a situation where you don't really know what to do because he's been on the injury report the last few weeks. He's played. Clearly, he's playing well. It's Derrick Henry season in, in December, as it always is. He's carrying the ball a ton, and now he has a soft tissue injury. I mean, it's only a matter of time before something negative happens here for Henry. Now, the problem is, like, you're not going to sit him, right? Like, it's it's December. We know what happens when Derrick Henry gets 20 carries against soft defenses. The dude absolutely eats. So, I mean, I'm including this on the podcast. I want everyone to be aware but I'm not going to tell you to sit Derrick Henry because of what he has done and what he can do and because of what he's shown battling through injury. So I just want to want to let everyone know he's probably not 100%. And, you know, if you're a Week 16, Week 17 championship team, there's a situation that, that plays out where the Titans end up, you know, being in a situation where maybe they don't need to win Week 17. Maybe they can sit Derrick Henry. So you need to start planning for that now because if they, they end up in the playoffs, if they don't need to win Week 17, I guarantee you Henry is on the bench um, to try to get him healthy for the playoffs. So something to monitor. Again, he will be on the injury report this week. We will see how practice goes, but there is a situation here to monitor for sure. On to the wide receiver position. Uh, man, this is tough. Mike Evans, unfortunately, out for the rest of the year with that right hamstring strain. Now, I want to caution everyone, you know, he wasn't formally put on injured reserve. There's nothing that's saying he's definitely done. But, I mean, you talk about a guy who who knows what's wrong in the situation, in the moment. This is a perfect example. Mike Evans tries to escape a defender's hand tackle on his ankle, and he quickly pulls his leg forward and essentially puts the hamstring on a max stretch position, which is when these injuries happen, while he's sprinting. So, uh, immediately he kind of hobbled into the end zone and you could see visible pain immediately grabs the hamstring immediately puts his hands on his helmet as to say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. And immediately starts shaking his head and sits down on the turf. So this is at least a grade two hamstring strain, which for that you're looking at uh, at least six weeks before the player is hundred percent. If it's a grade three, you're looking at eight to 12 weeks. So you know, there's absolutely 0% chance Mike Evans plays again this season. I've had a lot of questions come in on Twitter. Can you drop him? Can I move on? Yes, you don't need to hold on to Mike Evans. You can drop him when waivers run this week. Um, it's tough because, man, it's, it's he's been such a, a a player in your lineup that can really explode and win you the week. And we saw it on that play with the deep bomb, 61 yards, and a touchdown on the play. However, he is going to be done this season, so that is a significant blow to the offense there as a whole. Next wide receiver uh, to talk about here, we'll talk about Calvin Ridley. Uh, This is one that I don't know a lot of information about. However, I do know he is done for the year. Uh, He posted on his Instagram today, uh, one in his story, which was a a picture of he and either his girlfriend or fiance or wife, what have you, um, laying in the hospital bed laughing. The other one was a formal post on his feed saying, you know, I'm done for the year. Uh, I'll be back next year strong, et cetera, et cetera. So regardless, we know Calvin Ridley was in the hospital with an abdominal injury. And this basically screams to me some sort of internal organ situation to monitor. Um, it looks like he's in good spirits. It looks like he's at least on social media. So it, it's not like it's a crazy life or death situation, you know. So it is a, a situation where I'm sure he will be back next year. I'm sure he'll be fine this offseason. But, uh, you know, you, you think of the examples that we've seen so far in the NFL 
Most notably, Keenan Allen, Andrew Luck have had lacerated kidneys, which uh, last several weeks. So at this point in the season, with the Falcons well out of playoff contention, it makes sense to just shut him down, let him get healthy here for the offseason. Two other wide receivers on the same team, Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson. And, and, you know, I'll just throw the other guys in here too. Jared Cook and Vance McDonald, two tight ends there. All four of those guys in the concussion protocol. And we'll just talk about them as a whole. You know, the concussions are not a uh, a grouping, uh, you know, like we can't talk about them as a group, I should say. We can't say, okay, all four of these guys have a concussion. They're going to respond the same way. We just can't do that. It's so individualized. And the recovery from a concussion is so individualized. So I'm going to talk about these four as if they are one situation, but certainly every player is different. So some of these guys could progress a little bit quicker. Some will take longer, et cetera. It's just a situation where you see how they do, see how practice goes, and then we will get more word as the week goes on as to whether or not they progress through the protocol. Now, you've hear, heard me say this time and time again, the vast majority of players in the NFL to be today, because of the rules of the NFL and the concussion protocol, we're learning more information. Teams are getting more conservative, and, and rightly so. You know, Most guys will miss at least one week. So it is realistic that you could have Devontae Parker out for this week. It is realistic that Jared Cook could be out this week. Albert Wilson, Vance McDonald, uh, probably not on anyone's fantasy radar, but could open up targets for other players on their team. All right, we're, we're moving here. we got a lot more to talk about, but before we do, I want to pause for a second and remind you guys about our sponsor of today's show. It is Trophy Smack. Listen, Okada and I support their products so much because, honestly, they're great. You get quality with their products. You get reliability. Their customer service is awesome. Uh, Matt is the owner of Trophy Smack, and he has been awesome to work with. So awesome, in fact, he has given us a free ring to give away to our Listener League winner, which I'm going to show you guys right now. This thing is awesome. If you want one of these suckers, hopefully you can see this on video. If you want one of these suckers here, you know, it's uh, diamond-studded. It's got a little uh, FFL for Fantasy Football League logo on it. It's fantastic. If you want one of these, you can get one for free. All you have to do is go to trophysmack.com, find a belt or trophy that you want for your league, and you enter the code REDSHIRTS, you get a free ring with your purchase. So head on over, check those guys out. Uh, you will not be disappointed at all. All right, we're going to keep moving forward here. More wide receivers to talk about. Auden Tate is dealing with a sprained MCL. Uh, he left early. He will definitely be out at least one week, possibly two. If this is a grade two injury, we're looking at a two to four week recovery. And at that point, I mean, he's essentially done for the year. So uh, I definitely don't have a problem with anyone dropping him. If you need a plug and play for this week, you can drop Auden Tate. DJ Chark, again, man, this is tough. Uh, a foot sprain. He was seen in a walking boot and on a scooter after the game. And, you know, the scooter is a, a signal to us that this is a relatively serious injury, meaning I think it's going to be multiple weeks before we see him. The scooter, essentially what you do is, um, no, this is not an old Razor scooter. This is a scooter where you kneel on it and your injured leg or your injured ankle is the the knee that you kneel on. So you're, let's, let's say it's um, your left foot that's injured. Your left knee goes on the scooter. Your right foot is on the ground, kind of helping you pedal along, and there's some handles that you hold on to. But regardless, people get these in an effort to uh, to have the patient or athlete be non-weight-bearing. So Chark is not putting weight on his foot. He's in a walking boot. This could be a relatively serious foot sprain that lasts several weeks. So, again, I, I don't have any problem with anyone that needs to drop DJ Chark. He could come back late in the year, week 17 maybe, but, I mean, if, if this is – even a moderate foot sprain. You're looking at what Evan Ingram's going through. Uh, DJ Chark is done for the year. So 
Yeah, I mean, it, it depends who you're dropping. It depends what you need. But certainly, I will not blame anyone for dropping DJ Chark. Mark Andrews here. On to the tight end. Mark Andrews. Uh, he's dealing with a right thigh slash quadriceps contusion. These are relatively straightforward. Essentially, a contusion or a bruise in the muscle is uh, a development of a, a hematoma or blood clotting in the muscle. It sounds scary. It takes a few days. It takes a, a week sometimes to kind of work itself out and stay loose. However, he can go this week, um, or I should say there's a chance he can go this week. So I wouldn't say he's rolled out yet. Let's see what happens. Let's consider him day-to-day. If this was a Sunday game, I would probably say he's in, but again, they play on Thursday. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens. And, you know, it's always important to put into context what's happening with the team, with the injured player. Um, Most notably this week with the Ravens taking on the Jets, certainly you'd think they can handle that game and handle that opponent without Andrews out there. So we'll see what happens. I could easily see a scenario where he sits, but if he does, I think he is going to be fine uh, for the rest of the season here moving forward. Noah Fant also dealing with a foot sprain. It's his left foot. He left early uh, yesterday with the foot injury. X-rays were taken, which were negative. So again, we're going to say this is a foot sprain of some sort. I don't know the severity of this yet, so we're going to have to kind of stay tuned and see what he does in practice. But, I mean, it's it's not looking great for his availability this week. I would say if it's a, a pretty mild injury, you're probably looking at a one- to two-week recovery. Um, so, again, if you need to drop him, it's it's honestly within the realm of possibility of what some teams might have to do if you need a tight end to play this week. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't you know make fun of you for doing that. It's It's a real situation where you might need him to uh to be on the waiver wire to get someone to play ryan griffin last player here ryan griffin left high ankle sprain you can definitely drop him uh he got his ankle rolled up on by a teammate and you see this so often where guys kind of get that ankle and foot caught under a player their foot and their shin kind of rotate laterally to the side which we refer to as external rotation while his foot is planted on the ground and that's when those ligaments that hold your shin bones your tibia and your fibula together that's when those get stressed um, if you're looking at a, a pretty mild sprain here, you're looking at about a two-week recovery. If you're looking at a moderate sprain, you're looking at four to six weeks. So for Ryan Griffin, um, again, we're so late in the season. The Jets are out of it. I would not be shocked to see them sit him. Remember, they did sign him to a contract extension this year. So uh, it might be smart of them to hold him out, avoid further injury, just kind of put him on the shelf till next year. I think he is probably going to be done for the season. All right, a few updates to get to, and then we will close out the show. Odell Beckham Jr. Now, this is something that I, I kind of want to let everyone know. Like, It's not that I'm not going to talk about it, but this has been going on for all year. Like, Everyone was breaking news over the weekend. Everyone was so excited to talk about Odell Beckham. It's like, dude, this literally has been going on since the preseason, so I, I don't know why this is making news. He's been dealing with the hip-slash-groin injury, which is now a sports hernia injury that we know of and he was telling reporters you know all preseason I can't open up my stride I can't explode off that leg and clearly it's showing his performance has been uh, honestly pretty bad and there's now a legitimate reason as to why that is he is nowhere close to 100% he's dealing with pain every day pain in every practice pain in every game and it shows on the field you can see the lack of burst that he has compared to uh, even last year or the year before so for Beckham he is going to have surgery this offseason he will probably be fine by March to April-ish and be a full go in training camp. So uh, definitely going to be a back bounce-back campaign for Beckham in 2020. Last two players to talk about. We're going to talk about them because they are on the same team. 
Evan Ingram, we we touched on it a little bit. Foot sprain. He came out telling the media, you know, it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do what I can to get back out there. I'm trying to do something more every day. I'm not having surgery, and this all tells me he's done for the year. You know, you, you can drop Evan Ingram um, with this many weeks left in the season. The team being out of playoff contention. He's a star player. He's done. He, they're not gonna play him this this year at all. Um, and he's if his real goal is to attempt to avoid surgery, he needs to be done for at least another four weeks. And obviously at that point, the season is over and we are into the new year. So Evan Ingram done. Daniel Jones, high ankle sprain. Again, he's not playing tonight. I'm recording this on Monday at about 5.55 against my Eagles. He will be out. Eli Manning is starting. I don't think we see Daniel Jones again this year. And it's not because the injury is so severe. It's because he's dealing with a a mild two to four week recovery with his high ankle sprain. It's late in the season. He's clearly the future there. It does not make any sense for him to play. So let's see what they do, but I, I don't think he plays. And certainly if I was in charge of him and his recovery, I would say just wait and sit out. Um, all right, that was a ton of players. I feel like I probably missed at least one or two people in there. If I did, let me know. We will talk about it on Twitter, and we will also talk about it on Wednesday when we record. I think Okada and I are going to do another live recording on Wednesday, so look for the link. Follow us on Periscope. Follow us on Twitter at RetroitsFFPod to find the link. Um, Facebook at RetroitsFFPod as well as Instagram. We're trying to, to grow our following on all of those platforms. So please check us out. If you like what you're hearing, the best way to support us and to support our work is to drop a rating and review on your podcast app. Okada and I will really appreciate it. We will be back on Wednesday. And until next time, we are the Retroits. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.